Welcome to 3Talk, coaching conversations for modern day living. With backgrounds in business, marketing and teaching, Susie, Lucia and Fleur bring you tips and tools to help you live the life you want to live. 3Talk, transforming lives for the better. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of 3Talk. Now, first of all, you might excuse my lovely voice today. I think the this cold weather has caught up with me as well. So apologies for if my voice comes and goes at some point, but hopefully we will still manage to get the message across. In today's episode, we're going to be covering the following eight steps to help you fill your cup first. So if you listened to us last week, you may remember that we were talking about how important it is to make sure that you're looking after yourself so you can then look after others. And we gave you eight tips to help you doing so. So this week's episode is about the next eight. Now, before we get into this, um, I think it's important to say that Everything that we're giving you, well, pretty much in every episode we record, but in particular with these two, because we are aware that there are quite a lot of things that we are giving to you, take it with a pinch of salt. I mean, obviously, if you can do the 16, fantastic, but just pick and choose the ones that resonate the most with you, that you feel are definitely going to help you get to the point where you want to be. Do not feel the need that you need to do everything and every single one of them if you can as i said fantastic but if you don't rest assured it's good as well so on to number nine is get outside now i know bear with me be with us i know on days like today for example is checking it down with rain here it doesn't feel inviting but even if it's like a 10 minute walk it really is something that will lift your spirits. Is that breath of fresh air really helps you bring everything in perspective. Um, it can be soothing, it can be calming, and it just brings clarity. Many people find the sound of, of moving water soothing, for example. So if you live by the water, then that's something that you may take an opportunity. Or if you live in a country like England, when rain is a feature, you know, embrace it and make a feature out of that. But in any case, I think, you know, the point is try and make the scenery around you work for you and help you bring in the soft, the calm and peace to help soothe you. Yeah, I think it's a really good point, Lucia. Something about being outside helps you put everything in perspective you know, we're kind of, we can be a little bit blinkered in our own little environment. When we get outside and see how magnificent and beautiful nature is, it can just give us that clarity that everything is going to be okay. I, we've just been on holiday in the UK and yes, we did have a lot of rain, but walking by the ocean and just seeing how beautiful and dramatic the ocean is against the greenery was breathtaking and it was uplifting so even if you live in London like I do getting out into the commons there is always green space and it will help you get a different perspective and clarity so try and be kind to yourself and give yourself that time sometimes going out for a walk with a friend or a run with a friend like I like to do is a really good way of catching up it doesn't always have to be you know out for dinner or out for a coffee you know, getting out and having a walk together is a lovely way to connect to nature and to your friends. 
Lovely. So number 10, and I particularly love this one, is just be. Just allow yourself to just be. Sit still for 10 minutes or so, if you can, maybe five, you know, put the stretch mark where you where you can, but just sit and look, you know, at a blank uh, TV screen before you switched it on, or just sit and stare out the window. Do whatever, you know, you feel will work best with you, but the point is, do not put any stress on yourself. Just sit, just stay within yourself for five, 10 minutes and contemplate. And if your mind wanders, that's absolutely fine. Let it wander. That's, you know, we're not here to tame it. We're not in a meditation uh, technique here. We're just here to be comfortable with ourselves, to realize that the fact of stopping or doing nothing is actually good. And it's a, you know, way to replenish our tanks. So take this peaceful moments, these quiet moments as um, I'm just here, I'm just being, and just stop and do nothing. I think this is one of the most important things I've learned in the last few years of just stopping and just being. You don't have to be doing all the time. We treat ourselves like a computer and it just has to go, go, go all the time. It will get to a stage where it has no energy for anything and then we're not thinking from a conscious place we're always just reactive so yeah just take that time out for yourself be kind to yourself and allow yourself to stop we don't have to keep do do doing it doesn't help us achieve more it can just help us achieve the wrong things so be kind to yourself love that one on to number 11, which is write down what you're grateful for. Now, if you've been listening to us, you may have seen this appearing in our conversations, but it truly is one of the tips that we swear by. Because when you put down in paper, and I personally suggest you do this handwriting because that's one of the incentives and one of, our, one of the ways our brains works better. Um, if you write down regularly, three to five things that you are grateful for, even the things that you take for granted. Like, you know, it could be things like eyesight, having two hands, you know, money to buy some toiletries, things that you are not necessarily aware of or not so conscious of. Then, you know, that gives you a renewed sense of being lucky, of being like, you know, how awesome this life that I've got is because you truly start evaluating all the things that you've got around you. And you realize that what you have, you know, many around the world don't. And it really gives you that humble feeling and really knowing that you are in a very good place. So even tiny things make them now, uh, make, you know, note them now. And the psychologist Robert Emmons is a professor at the University of California. He conducted a study and found that people who wrote down five things they felt grateful for on a weekly basis reported increased optimism and fewer health problems. So as we were saying, you know, this is something that can massively improve your perspective and lift your spirits, so to speak. Um, I would say if you can't do this before, uh, you know, at night before you go to bed, because what you're doing there, as I was saying at the beginning, is telling your brain or sending your brain to sleep on a positive note. And so when you wake up, 
you know, you start on a high, you start remembering all the great things that have happened to you or you're grateful for. So there you go. You're kicking off your day on an optimistic way. Yeah, I think this is so important because like you said, it's easy to focus on what's not right, but focusing on what's good and building on that is um, extremely uplifting and it is easy uh, sometimes to focus on what we haven't got and what's not going well but building on the good there's so much good in our lives we said that when we talked about mindful thinking in step three but the way you do it is really important because our brain remembers what we write down it is visual so if we write it down we are reprogramming that brain to think in a more positive way and like Lucia said if you do it before you go to bed that is when you're when you're sleeping, you're reorganizing your thoughts. So again, it is helping you to think more positively. Especially if you've been brought up by parents who um, focus on the negative. You know, I have often people say to me, yeah, but this is, you know, my mum did this and my dad did this and this is why I do it. So sometimes that has to take a conscious decision to change that pattern because you will be reprogrammed from an early age or not reprogrammed programmed from an early age to look more for the negative so if you do do it write it down and do it before you go to sleep is much more helpful so on to number 12 reconnect with people you once like to spend time with and now this is what like you know especially if you're somebody like me who grew up in another country and then you've moved somewhere else it really hits home and you know Life moves on, we change, we evolve. Sometimes we just disconnect from from people from our childhood. Mm -hmm. But it is really, really refreshing to meet someone you grew up with and talk about those old times and, and memories. I personally, whenever I go back home to Spain, Obviously, I speak to my friends uh, over the phone and, and, you know, Zoom, Skype, all these modern technologies, but nothing beats a good old coffee face-to-face when you can just laugh at things and remember. And I really love when I go back home and I catch up with, uh, you know, my friends and we start like reminiscing things when we were teenagers and these people feel like home to me. And it's such a warm feeling that grows inside you when you're able to reconnect with these, you know, uh, friends and reestablish, reconnect these friendships. Is you know, it really helps uh, feeding your your heart and your soul. And I think it's something that we sometimes underestimate because in this crazy world of ours, we are just, as, as Flair, you were saying earlier, we do, do, do. And sometimes we just forget to go back to basics. And having a good old chat with your friends is one of those basics. Yeah, I think that's so important to actually reconnect with people that know you at a different time. Because it helped you maintain that kind, not just that identity, but those memories. I am still really good friends with people from when I was teaching because they know me in a different capacity to my new mum friends. I'm also really good friends with people that I've traveled with when I was younger because it's a special time that you had together that you can reconnect on. And only those people really can understand that special time that you spent together. So it's really good to reconnect with those people. And once they're friends, I think they're always friends, you know, don't ever feel worried about 
picking up the phone or emailing someone you haven't spoken to for a long time. I'm sure they feel exactly the same way that maybe they haven't reached out. Once you've had those special connections, I think you can always um, reconnect. And I think that's a really important thing to do. So number 13 is list your accomplishments. And now you may think you haven't achieved much, but if you sit down and think about how far you have come, I'm pretty sure you'll end up with a pretty long list. So these will be an actual factual proof that you're capable, able, and more than good enough. So, you know, it's proof that you have done it once and you're more than able to do it again. You've got it in you. You've got what it takes to do whatever you set your mind to. You could try doing that end of the year, at the end of each holiday, include things that you want to do, like the going on holiday again, personal challenges, things you want to learn. And it could also be a great way to set up the pace for the year to come, uh, review your goals and set new ones. But obviously we are kind of halfway through November now. Um, well, early November, really. But, you know, the end of the year is getting close and you may start thinking about this and saying, okay, I'm going to make a list for my goals for 2020, but not necessarily need it to wait until the end of the year to create this list of accomplishments. It's something that you can do anytime, really. You can do an accomplishment list of the week or of the day. So, you know, do it as frequently or as not frequently as you think is needed. But the point is like, you know, make that proof list of things that you have done and achieved and build that base to prove that you can do and achieve many more. Yeah, I think it's again, isn't it, building on the good. It's easy to think about what you're not doing. I mean, I woke up this morning and after I'd exercised, it was, you know, after an hour, I was like, oh, I haven't done anything with the kids this morning. And then I had to have a word with myself. I was like, you only took them climbing yesterday. You spent all day with them yesterday. The first hour of the day, the fact that you haven't spent any time with them is not a big deal. So sometimes, again, we are not thinking about, you know, what we're doing on a week daily basis we're concentrating always on what we think we should be doing and pushing ourselves too much instead of making a realistic kind of list of you know what have we accomplished this week or yesterday or this morning and not expecting too much out of ourselves but appreciating what we've already done Mm, that's so very important and very very good that you bring that perspective to the table Fleur thank you thank you for sharing that Um, So the next one is one for the hoarders in here. So number 14, declutter your physical and mental environment. And we say hello to Marie Kondo. Thank you very much. Get rid of what you don't need. And this relates to your physical space. If you haven't used something for over a year, you clearly don't need it. So give it to charity or someone who needs it or even sell it. The more you have to wait through at home or look at, the more likely you are to feel in drain or stressed. So get all those things that are not serving you out of sight. And in this case, it would also be out of mind. Uh, but it also relates to your mind. So decluttering your mind by focusing on the present and not on the negative stories of the past that are bringing you down. And, you know, opening your mind to new possibilities and a hopeful future it is about not projecting the future or giving yourself that self-fulfilling prophecy of like something is not going to work out leaving the present and evaluate everything 
in the present. Do not start thinking what's going to happen or what has happened in the past and then it could be repeated. Declutter your mind from it and give yourself the gift of just being here, right here, right now, and enjoy what is happening right here, right now. So strip away that worry for a few minutes and enjoy. Yeah, I think that decluttering your physical and mental environment is uh, something that I resonate with. I, well, as soon as the kids go back to school, I have to spend, they've just been on holiday for two weeks, I have to spend you know three or four days just resorting everything out and getting rid of stuff that we don't need. Otherwise, you start on this back foot of everything's in a muddle and it's really hard to think straight. So don't feel guilty about spending those few hours sorting out, you know, getting rid of stuff. Try not to hold on to stuff. Think, oh, I might use that another day. There is other people in need. I love going to the charity shop and feeling that I'm giving to somebody else stuff that we don't need. You know, occasionally I do give away stuff and go, oh, I wish I'd still had that. But the majority of the time, I don't, we don't need all the stuff that we've got. It just makes us more and more cluttered and more to sort out and more to think about. So the more we can get rid of stuff in our physical space, I think makes a big difference. And that does, you know, relate to your mind as well. If you're always looking back and going, oh my gosh, I wish I'd done this. I wish I'd done that. I haven't done this. You're losing up all your energy that you need to be present so try as best you can to be kind yourself and let go of all the past you're human you're not supposed to get it all right it's all about the learning and another important one which is number 15 is watch your language the words we use have an impact on our brain and it's only it's not only what we do but what we say that matters so perhaps you may want to try instead of saying i don't have time swap it by that is not my priority it will help you regain control. You're not letting the thing, and I quote unquote, control you. But you are the one saying, I am not going to do this yet. You get to organize what comes first. You get to decide what you want to focus on. And by doing so, you feel empowered and you're holding yourself accountable of your own agenda and its results. And this is something that I have done, uh, started doing well, recently, and it truly has a magnificent effect on you because instead of feeling that you're chasing your tail every day, you actually feel in charge of your day. You are like, yeah, no, that's not my priority. I'll do that tomorrow. And feeling totally cool with that and knowing that, yes, you're going to get to do it, not just yet. So this is one of the examples, but definitely, you know, the words you use, the words you say, do have an impact on you. I think, you know, before we were coming on to record in today, as I said, I feel a bit under the weather. And I was like, oh my God, I don't know whether I'm going to be on top form today. And Flair was like, of course you're going to be, Lou. Don't say that to yourself. I'm, I'm fairly sure that you would be. And it is true. Like, you know, if I sat here recording this saying, my, you know, our listeners are going to think, oh my God, she's not good today, then that would have had a negative impact on me. But if I switch the language and if I say, you know, I'm here today and I'm going to do my very best, then you are going to do your very best. Yeah, I think it's so important that language that we talk to ourselves. Mind believes what we tell it. We forget that we're the one talking to it all the time. So what you say to yourself is of paramount importance. For example, if you say, I can't do this, 
then you, you won't be able to do it because you're telling yourself instead of a better way maybe to say I can't do this yet so you've got more of a learner's mindset in teaching we call it a growth mindset but it's all about you know Yes, of course you can't do something that you haven't learned to do or you haven't spent time on and energy on, but it just means that you can't do it yet. So be very careful of using positive language that helps you do what you want to do instead of holding you back. So that brings us to a close, number 16, exercise. And this is one that, you know, I'm going to give it to Flair because... I mean, let, let me come out clean. I haven't been the exerciser all my life. It's true enough. I do like moving and I do a lot of walking. I like playing like sports like tennis. And I've been hitting the gym for a long time. But it's not that I'm like exercises on my mind all the time. And certainly not since I've become a mum. I found this more and more challenging. I knew and I know the benefits of it. And I know how it helps me when I do it. I feel you know, far better. But I procrastinated and I was like, look, I don't have time, number 15, hey, I don't have time for this. So I'm just going to put it on the back foot. And Flair has been one that has said, Lou, I think you should really, you know, get back on track with this because it really, it would really help you. So she pointed me to this app, which I now swear by, which is called the seven minute workout. And everybody, I cannot tell you all the great things that I've been feeling after I've been doing this, because you may think that, you know, well, it's seven minutes. I'm not going to even try it. But what this does is actually puts you into this mindset, into this mood of I'm moving and I'm doing something and I'm burning some sort of calories and I am sweating in any way. And if anything, that gets you going. Like, like, you know, I now do it twice a day if I can, because I'm like, oh, yeah, I can squeeze in another one in here. So it really is time for doing exercise. You just need to make it a priority. So for any procrastinators out there like me saying I don't have time to exercise, seven minutes is something that you can fit in in your lunch break or whatever before going to bed if you wish. So I really encourage you to try it. But it definitely is like, you know, jokes aside, it, exercise really is one of the things that is being proven to have very high beneficial effects in your mind, in your body, in your health, in your outlook, really. So there are ways to do these things. Do not think that exercise means hitting the gym two hours every single day. They are models. They are ways in which you can implement these in your life. Um, and whether it is, you know, skipping a couple of uh, tube stops and walking to your office, well, that is exercise. So, you know, be creative in the ways that you can exercise in your life and make sure that you bring in that movement in and invite in that sportsman or a sportswoman that lives within you. I am so happy to hear that Lucia is now getting back to exercise after having her children. So she's starting to fill her cup. I think we've, I've said it before, we're a mind and a body and it is totally interrelated. So we can do all the other things, but if we do not look after our bodies, we are not at our best self. Exercise has been proven time and time again to make you feel better to heal your brain, to get rid of your toxins, 
and just to empower you to make you have that I can attitude and not, you know, so you can get in control of your mind, your body, your, your life, basically. So don't underestimate the power of exercise and find the time that you can. If it starts with five minutes, that's fine. You know, there are so many apps now that you can use. Joe Wicks is a good one if you want to follow him on YouTube. This is a seven-minute exercise that you cheers started. Nike have a free app where you can choose different exercises. Or if you're like me, you know, just going out into nature for 45 minutes a day and getting your heart rate up, you will feel the benefits after a while. I do not know anybody that has said it doesn't make them feel better afterwards. You might feel a bit tired to start because your body's not used to it and that's why you should start small. And it shouldn't be stressful. It should be a little bit out of your comfort zone but it shouldn't be really, really stressful because that means that you're not fit enough for, do, for doing what you're doing and then you won't enjoy it and then you won't go back to it. So start slowly, but do move your body. I promise you that's so you will feel better. <laughs> thanks for that, Flair. And thanks for everybody for listening to today's episode. We are aware that that was a lot to take in, but we hope that we have managed to give you some keys to better look after yourself. Um, and inspire you to somehow take action and as always we thank you very much for joining us another week and please make sure to subscribe and to share the love it keeps us going and enables us to keep delivering this free content we wish you a very merry week ahead and we shall see you here next week bye everybody